so good to be with you. Um, today we're going to start out a little differently because it is Mother's Day. Um, I do have uh, some observations about that and then if we have time we might get a little bit into our Luke passage but we will just see what the Lord has for us today. Um, before we do that though, let's open the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time to come before you and to um, learn from your word. Lord, we just pray that you would uh, show us the things that you want us to learn. And Lord, we pray above all that the uh, thoughts of our uh, mind and the meditations of our hearts would be acceptable to you, that you would open to us your word in a way that is powerful, uh, in a way that uh, we need to give us something that we need to hear. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start out today by sharing a quote from one of my favorite forefathers of the faith, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Uh, God definitely used this man mightily, and thankfully um, he persuaded um, either uh, Charles himself or maybe others that had heard him or were associated with him to write down his sermons, and so many of them are available in their entirety for us. Um, and actually, if you go to sermonaudio.com, there are three different ministries that read his sermons dramatically, so you can actually listen still today to the sermons of Charles Spurgeon. And I would encourage you to do that because they are full and rich. But this is what Charles Spurgeon said of his mother. He said, I cannot tell you how much I owe to the solemn word of my good mother. And I just, when I read that, I, I'm thinking, well, if you think about all the stuff that Charles Spurgeon uh, accomplished, that, and then you realize um, how much he's saying that he owes of who he is to his mother. That's a pretty significant thing. You don't know uh, what future leader, uh, what future um, difference maker in the world you may be raising right now if you are a mom. Uh, and especially a mom of young kids, it can be frustrating. Uh, sometimes you can want to pull your hair out, I'm pretty sure. I know I have probably made my mom want to on occasion, uh, but uh, I am very thankful for my mom, and I just want to put that out there to all the moms who are here, that um, whether you know it or not, most likely your children appreciate you and what you have done for them. And for those of you that may have troubled relationships with your, with your mother, I would encourage you to uh, spend some time with them today, if they're around, and try to make some of that right. Uh, Jesus said um, that if you go to the altar and you find that someone has something against you, um, first go away from the altar, be reconciled to your brother, and then come again and offer your gift. So I want to encourage that. I just want to look at a couple of different characteristics of motherhood. And um, by way of this, I'm going to spell out the word mother in sort of an acrostic. So each letter of the word mother is going to have a point. 
And uh, I really like this way of laying out topics. I think I got this from my dad. So thanks, Dad. Um, but mothers are multitaskers. That is my first point. If you're taking notes, mothers are multitaskers. It says this in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 13 and 14. She seeketh the wool and the flax, and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. And I know uh, for my mom, she is really, especially in the last um, 10, 15 years or so, maybe even um, before that, has gotten into sewing. Um, and she sews dresses um, often for her children and grandchildren. I know she sewed some dresses for uh, Easter for my uh, nieces. So, um, and she works hard uh, from from sun up to sundown, and and she tries to keep everything straight. You know, there's a lot going on, um, and uh, if you wrote down everything my mom did uh, for us, and as a part of being a homemaker, um, and didn't put mother uh, at the top of the page, you would wonder who indeed could qualify for such a job. As a matter of fact, um, there was a video, I think it was called something like The Impossible Interview, and it, and it was just all these people um, applying for a job, and it had all these qualifications and all this stuff, and then at the end of the interview, when they're basically all realizing this is an impossible job, I could never do it, then it's revealed that what they're talking about is motherhood. And it gave everybody on the video a renewed appreciation for their mother. And so I just thought that was um, an interesting thing. So as we think about this, just think about all the things uh, that your mother has to do for you, whether it's drive you to sports practice, whether it's take you to church on Sunday, whether it's cook you a meal, um, you know, whether it's doing the dishes, whether it's taking you to the doctor or handling... Um, the insurance company when you need to get repairs done on your car. Any number of things uh, mothers do. And so I want to thank my mother for that. For the letter O, mothers are observant. Uh, and this one was a, was a challenge for me uh, to come up with. But I was thinking about it and I realized that Naomi was just such a mother. Now this is uh, kind of in a relation to a mother-in-law, but um, mother-in-laws are like second mothers, hopefully, even though they, they get the brunt of a lot of jokes. Hopefully you have a good mother-in-law and you're very thankful for her. And this is what it says um, about Naomi. In Ruth chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, it says, And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And, he, and she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin to her, one of our kinsmen. And of course, as the days go by, uh, Naomi wants to uh, continue to care for her daughter, 
Ruth, her daughter-in-law Ruth, and and she says, "I do not want to leave you comfortless." Uh, so she she basically says, "Boaz is a near kinsman. He's a man of integrity," uh, and and she basically, in a lot of ways, becomes one of the first matchmakers that we see in recorded history, because she tells Ruth to go to Boaz and um, lay at his feet. She realizes that Boaz has has kind of made a decision in his mind that Ruth is a quality young lady, and she says he will not rest until he has settled this matter. So Naomi was was observant of this fact about Boaz. Boaz had not had a conversation with uh, Naomi. He just, she just knew. And there's a lot of things that moms know. You know, there are some people that I might be able... Uh, to hide how I'm feeling, I I don't know about me. I, I'm not very good at hiding how I'm feeling. My feelings are on my sleeve, but some people might be able to hide their feelings or whatever's going on from other people, but you usually can't do that from your mother. And I thank God for my observant mother who is always uh, ready and able to give me direction um, at least, uh, at least two of the major life opportunities I've had have been directly as a result of listening to my mother, and one of them I would have had about a year earlier had I listened sooner. So please listen to your mother. Please realize that she uh, is observant, that God has gifted her in ways that you are not gifted, and that's why he gave you to her, and that's why he gave her to you. All right. Um, so we have multitaskers, observant. And for T, we have tender. And for this story, we're going to 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings 3, 24 to 27. And the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O Lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. The king answered and said, Give her the living child and in no way slay it. She is the mother. So we see in this story, um, this mother was very tender, very compassionate towards her child. And she said, I'd rather have somebody else raise him than for him to lose his life. And we see a similar uh, pattern of tenderness and compassion in the life of Jochebed, the mother of Moses, who was adopted by the Pharaoh's daughter, Pharaoh or the Pharaoh, yeah, the Pharaoh's daughter, found Moses in the bulrushes. Miriam was watching at a distance, and she said, "Can I get you a nurse for your child? And then when he is weaned, we'll bring him to you." And she went and got the child's own mother, Jochebed who weaned Moses and was able to still be there for some important parts of his early development. And I believe 
told him of his, of his Hebrew lineage and how God had dramatically rescued him, not necessarily knowing that God had great plans for him, but just knowing that trusting God was more important than trusting men. And so that's our tea. Our tea is tender. <coughs> for H, um, we have hospitable. And I know there are varying degrees of this, but I know for my mom, uh, getting to know people and uh, investing in people is a very important thing. And uh, as a matter of fact, she has a, uh, a lifelong friend that has become like a relative to us uh, who she met at a garage sale. They just happened to start talking and they've been friends for uh, almost 30 years. So, um, and she just has that way about her to be able to, to make friends and extend kindness to others. Well, um, for our example from the scriptures on this, uh, we have um, Luke 4, 38 and 39. Um, and, and this is about Peter's mother-in-law. And it says, And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house, and Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she rose and ministered to him. I really like this story, um, because not only does it show the immediacy of Jesus' healing, but it also shows that immediately upon being healed, that she is willing and ready to show her gratitude by ministering to Jesus. Just a few minutes before, she had been laying possibly at her deathbed, and Jesus healed her, and immediately she gets up and she wants to serve. I have a passion for the gospel. I'm glad that we reach out to the lost, and I do believe it's a free gift. But often when we, when we preach the gospel, we talk about all the stuff that Jesus is going to do for us, how he's going to make our life better. But we forget about the part where Jesus said, if any man would follow after me, let him to deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. There's a great cost to discipleship. There are more people martyred in the world today than there ever have been. And even in the United States of America, we are seeing people turn more and more hostile to the, the faith, to the way, to Jesus Christ. And I often think that as we preach the gospel, we need to take a similar tone to what John F. Kennedy said when he said, Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. And as much as it is great that God has given us so many gifts, it's also true that he wants us to serve him wholeheartedly, to give ourselves as living sacrifices to God. And then we will be able to know what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But I'm thankful for a hospitable mom who... Uh, who reaches out to other people because it's brought people into my life 
that wouldn't have been brought in otherwise. And I'm thankful for this uh, example of Peter's mother-in-law. This is really the only mention uh, that we have of any extended family uh, of Peter's. But what a mention it is. If you're going to be mentioned in the Bible, isn't it great that the only mention you get is a positive one where you're ministering to the Lord himself? What, what a blessing. All right, so we have M for multitaskers, O for observant, T for tender, H for hospitable, and E for early risers. Proverbs 31.15 says, She riseth while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. And uh, I, I can recall many mornings when my mom has risen early and come down the stairs uh, to to make breakfast for my father and to have devotions with him before he leaves for work. And I will often, after my dad leaves, will drift back to sleep and have another short nap before I actually get up for the day. My mom will often continue to work, continue to get things done, and then if she has time, she may catch a nap in the afternoon, but she is very busy and from the from the very moment that she gets up she is doing and uh, I'm very thankful that she does that that she rises while it's yet night and she provides for our necessities the meals um, don't make themselves the chores don't do themselves but I'm thankful for a mother that works hard for us and as I've said to more than one person you know, when people say, well, what does your mom do? And I say, she's a stay-at-home mom. And I, you know, I often tell them that she wouldn't have time to do anything else, even if she wanted to, because she is so busy. But it's a blessing to have my mom to be able to do that. And as she's raised us, and as most of us are now in adulthood, now she has time to invest in her grandchildren. And what a blessing that is. Um, because grandmothers are important as well. And I'm thankful for a godly heritage, um, which includes multiple generations of my family that love and honor God. My grandmother was one of the first people that instilled in me uh, a, a love for memorizing scripture. I still remember when she challenged me one day, I was probably 10, 11 years old, and she said, I want you to memorize John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. And I did that day, and it still sticks in my head as a memory, and I'm so thankful for the, the verses that I've memorized. I need to do better at that, but I'm thankful for that, instilled by my grandmother, and of course reinforced by my parents. And then for our R, we have respected by their children. Proverbs 31:28 says, Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Now again, going back to the young mothers who may be here, or those who, who may plan on being mothers one day, there will be tough times when you don't think there's ever going to be a payoff. 
But I, I'm so thankful to be here today to be able to bless my mother and to let you know that I am the man I am today because of what my mother has done. It was my mother who led me before the throne of grace and was there when I committed my life to Jesus Christ. It was my mother who was there at my lowest point of my life when at 13 years old I lost my baby brother and just wanted to die. And it was my mother who encouraged me to contact um, local Christian radio stations, which has given me the opportunity to do the podcast, which I am currently doing and is now uh, uh, going uh, very quickly toward um, our third anniversary later this year of doing that. It's been such a blessing. So... um, you may not feel at times right now that um, your, your children respect you, but Lord willing, there will be a time when they will rise up and call, her, call you blessed. And now I have a word to the children, the children here, even the adult children, and that is you may not always see eye to eye with your mother, but the Proverbs say despise not your mother when she is old. We are living in a generation that mocks their parents, that doesn't have respect for their parents, that thinks that they can go their own way, that thinks that as soon as you're 18, you need no more advice, you're out on your own. But I urge you to respect your parents. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul says, Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with a promise. And it says that this is right. It doesn't necessarily say they are right, but it says that honoring them is the right thing to do. And some people may say, well, I can't honor my parents because they're not believers. But there's a passage in 1 Peter chapter 3 that talks about the believing wife winning over the unbelieving husband because of her submissive spirit. And I believe that a similar thing could be said for an unbelieving child or an unbelieving parent to a believing child. So I would encourage you to honor your parents, especially your mother today. And for those who may not still have your mother with you, I want to encourage you this way. The Bible says, When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. It says that if we have come to God by faith, we are the adopted sons and daughters of God. It says, He came unto His own, John chapter 1, and His own received Him not, but to as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. And of course we know that daughters are just as important. So on this Mother's Day, I ask, have you thanked your mother today for all that she does for you?
Have you stopped to think about all that she does for you? You know, a lot of times I'll wake up at the beginning of the day and I'll be like, I don't really have a whole lot to be happy about today. Not much of what I wanted to go on has gone on yet or whatever. But then I can step back and I can say, am I breathing? Yes. Do I have food? Yes. Do I have a roof over my head? Yes. Do I have a mother and father who love me? Yes. And that's four or five blessings right there before I even get out of bed. Not to mention my brothers and sisters who care for me, who allow me to do most of what I do. And this past week I was in a car accident. We were rear-ended. And God kept us safe. And I was reminded once again that because I'm still here, God was once again giving me a mandate that I still have work to do and that I need to be faithful to what he has called me to do. And I I say again that the biggest reason I have been able to be faithful in what God has called me to do is because my mom was faithful in what God called her to do. You know, some people say, well, that's, that's not glamorous enough or it's a waste of your skills. But you know what? My mom has now 11 grandchildren and if the Lord tarries, that will probably continue, that number will probably continue to grow at a fairly uh, regular rate. And all these people are on the earth because my parents loved the Lord and loved each other and they're able to impact now three three generations of life. And so whenever one of us goes out and does something for the Lord, for others, our mom gets credit. Because we are who we are because she took the time to be who God called her to be. I'm so thankful for that. And I want to encourage you that if you haven't come to Christ, now is the time to do it. Like I said, maybe you don't have a good relationship with your mother, but you know, God says that he will restore the years the locusts have eaten. God is in the reconciliation business. And if you give him your heart, and you reconcile with him, and you allow him to come in and give you a new heart, to put a heart of flesh in the place of your heart of stone, then he will give you the power to love the difficult people in your life, including perhaps your mother. And you can see a dramatic change in your family, in your church, and in your world. But there's nothing powerful in what I have said apart from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God 
to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. So you want power in your life? You want power as a mother? Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I pray that God will be with you. I pray that he will make his face shine upon you this week and give you peace. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for mothers. We thank you for all that you have done for us through them. And we just pray that you would help them to feel valued and loved today. We pray for those who may not have their mother with them, Lord, that you would comfort them in this loss, Lord, and and that you would help them to see that you are there always. And Lord, I pray that if there be any here that have not uh, become saved, perhaps they had a Christian mother who prayed for them for a long time, but never saw them come to faith in Jesus Christ. May they know that they can see their mother again if they trust you. And for those who may not have that hope, that their mother was saved or, like I said, have this good relationship with their mother, may they just know that you are always with them and that you can uh, intercede for them and provide all the needs that they have. Pray this in Jesus' name.